Uh, thank you, Elder Jerry. Uh, good to see everyone back. Um, so, want to wish everyone good morning again. Our message today is times of refreshing, and the verses are from Acts 3, 19-21. So let's pray before we start. Hey, Father, we just thank you so much uh, for this um, rainy morning. We, we just uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, just giving us this time and the space to gather and uh, to worship you and to listen to your word. Um, also, thank you, Lord, for the rain. Thank you, Lord, that you uh, nourish and uh, refresh the ground, the earth. And uh, we just pray also you do the same thing for our hearts. Our hearts need refreshing. Maybe we come uh, kind of tired, kind of weary. Uh, it's been a long week. So we just pray that you will refresh us. Refresh us once again. Refresh us with your word, uh, with your spirit. Uh, just lead us. And that this, uh, this word will refresh everyone, those who speak, those who are listening, Lord, that we all be refreshed by your word this morning. Thank you, Lord. We pray this all in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. When was the last time that you took a vacation? Maybe for some people, this SIP shelter-in-place has been the longest vacation you've taken a while. If you uh, are working, Maybe you can't go to work because of the uh, business closing or for safety reasons. Maybe you haven't taken a real vacation this year. Think back how news of the coronavirus started to disrupt our normal activities back in late January. People started changing where they go shopping, restaurants they go to eat. People canceled their trips. In March, we started to see in-person events get canceled and then everything went online because that became the safest place to meet. For the past months, we have been in a state of suspense, maybe fear, anxiety, and even grief as we try to keep ourselves and our families safe. How do you handle the shelter in place? SIP has been an especially difficult time for many people, especially for the extroverts. So I saw this animated GIF showing the two different reactions to the quarantine. So who, which one were you? I'm actually the one, the, um, the one who is the introvert, who is enjoying the time by themselves on the computer. While the extrovert, you see, is just dying to get outside. So not sure if you're the, <laughs> the introvert or the extrovert. For me, I just enjoy the peace and quiet and not having to go outside during these times. Um, I found actually, uh, I enjoyed it um, more than expected. Um, but we all went through this year. Uh, we all went through this hard time. And uh, what we really need are times of refreshing, don't we? Maybe you will say, I need a real vacation without worrying about catching the virus. As we enter into the Christmas season, let us reflect. Let us reflect on the reason why Jesus Christ 
the Lord Jesus Christ came into the world. Jesus came so that times of refreshing may come to us. So today we will be looking at one, what the Bible means by times of refreshing. And two is how can we receive times of refreshing? And three is what do we experience in times of refreshing? So number one is what does times of refreshing mean? Well, in the original Greek, that word refreshing has several meanings. I looked it up and first it means a cooling, a cooling. So relating this to the coronavirus, I thought about how the coronavirus caused fever and how people needed a cooling so that they can be healed. The word refreshing also means a recovery of breath. Well, isn't it amazing that, isn't this what it means to recover from the coronavirus? This virus would cause people to have difficulty breathing and to recover, they must get their breathing back. And I saw that there is even a respirator a, called cool flow, which I thought aptly describes this word, the cooling and then the uh, recovery of breath, so cool flow. Another definition, believe it or not, is giving someone breathing space. Isn't this kind of the purpose of us social distancing is that we can give people breathing space. And it also means experience of relief from debt or trouble. So after looking at all these definitions, it makes me think about how thin is like coronavirus to our souls. See, thin is like coronavirus to our souls because thin brings fever to our souls so that we're weak and can't think clearly. And also thin takes away the breath of spiritual life from our lives. And sin produces bondages so that we have no breathing space to enjoy all that God wants us to do. And finally, what does sin do? Sin places us under its debt and troubles. The wages of sin is death. We're all under the heavy penalty of sin until God's son, Jesus Christ, came from heaven to earth to pay for the penalty of our sins on the cross. And also the word refreshing means, figuratively means revival. Isn't this what we long for? Spiritual revival, not only in our personal life, in our church, and in, in the Place we live in the world, we, we, we long for spiritual revival. And finally, it means rest. Now, how much we need rest and peace, which only Christ can give to our souls. So the word times of refreshing can be referring to the age of salvation, 
which Jesus Christ inaugurated in his first coming through his death on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. When we can experience the new life in Christ on earth, which includes a changed heart, a new birth, being made spiritually alive, being set free from the bondages of sin and death, and being renewed by the Holy Spirit. Now, ultimately, times of refreshing is referring to the time when Jesus Christ will come back to establish his kingdom on earth because the word times is plural. And this is a special word used to refer to the period of universal restoration. You can refer to Acts chapter 1, verses 7, and you will see this term used as well. So only then will all people fully experience times of refreshing. So number two is, then how can we receive times of refreshing? In Acts chapter 3, we see Peter and John going to the temple, and they are going there at the ninth hour back in the, uh, their time, and that is the hour of prayer, which is 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So they're going there in the afternoon at 3 p.m. And there was a beggar who has been born lame calling out to them, asking for, for, for money, for spare change. The beggar must have realized that they were not rich people. Maybe he realized they were not rich people. So he may have turned away from begging uh, from them to other people. And that's when Peter called to him to pay attention to them. You see this in Acts 3, 4. Peter, Peter tells his beggar, he says, look at us. And then in Acts 3, 6, then Peter said, Silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Then Peter helped the beggar up, and the beggar immediately was healed in his feet and began walking and leaping and praising God and going with them into the temple. And then all the people ran to them when they saw this miracle. Then Peter addressed the crowd of fellow Jews pointing out that this healing is not because of their own power or piety, but on the basis of faith in the name of Jesus. He then told them the bad news. Acts 3, 14 to 15. He says, You disown the holy and righteous one and asked that murder be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. Peter clearly told them what they did wrong and the great judgment they are under. When Peter told them these things, the Jews knew they were in big trouble, just like us. None of us will want Jesus to die, right? However, when we learn that it was our sins that sent Jesus to the cross, it really shook us to our deepest core. However, Peter comforted them by saying that he knew what they did was in ignorance, just as their rulers did. But now God wants them to repent and return to him. 
And that's what we see in Acts 3, 19 to 21. Therefore, repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus, the Christ, appointed for you, whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient times. So here I see all three members of the Trinity mentioned in these verses. God the Holy Spirit, which is the presence of the Lord, bringing times of refreshing. And God the Father, sending God the Son, Jesus, as the Christ, the Messiah. And then there are two parts to this promise. First, there will be times of refreshing if they repent of the sin of their ignorance and unbelief and believe in the Lord Jesus as their Savior, as their Messiah. And then second, their repentance may usher in the period of restoration or the reign of Jesus Christ on earth. And Peter here is talking about the second coming of Christ. If the whole nation of Israel had repented and believed in Jesus as the Messiah, more than 20 years after Peter spoke, the apostle Paul explained in Romans 11.25 that the full number of Gentiles must come in, then all Israel will be saved. Yet from the first century until now, the promise of times of refreshing is for whoever will repent and believe in Jesus as the Savior, the Christ, who is the Messiah. To repent means that you change your mind. So re repentance means to change one's mind. It means to abhor your past sins and wholeheartedly turn from them. To repent means first we need to know what we did wrong. It is by God's grace that we can know what we need to repent from. So brothers and sisters, I see this pandemic as a call to repentance. God is calling the church to repent as well as the unbelieving world. And now here I want to emphasize Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 to make sure that we understand our salvation is based solely on God's grace, through faith in Jesus Christ and not on our own works. So let's review Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So then you, ask, what is, you may ask, what is the relationship between faith and repentance? So theologians have different positions. And I think um, uh, most would say that in salvation, repentance and faith are two sides of the same coin. Both are the works, are the work of God's grace. So repentance and faith are the two sides of, of the same 
coin of, of in salvation is both the work of God in, in his grace. In sharing the gospel, we will tell people to believe in Jesus Christ who died for their sins on the cross, right? And for them to turn from their sins to God, which is repentance. It will not make sense for people to believe in Jesus Christ as their savior for the forgiveness of their sins without a change in their mind towards sin, right? So, so, so that's what we do when we share the gospel is to point them to believe in Jesus Christ and also to turn from their sin. So after we are saved, now our life is a life of sanctification, which is a life actually of continually repenting of sins which the Holy Spirit brings to our mind in order that we can become more and more like Christ. So I think it would be tragic if after all the number of people infected and those who die from COVID-19, that people will go back to their old sinful ways. For, for us as well for the world. It would be tragic for us as believers, as survivors of COVID-19, not to reform our lives as a result of this pandemic. And we're all survivors of COVID-19, whether we are infected or not, right? I mean, this whole year, we've just been uh, trying to keep ourselves and our families safe. So are we more righteous than those who die from COVID-19? In Luke 13, 1 to 5, Jesus makes it clear that those who die are not more sinful than those who live. He says, now, the Bible says, now there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifice. Jesus answered, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. For those 18 who died, when a tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Just as we did when we're all saved, to experience times of refreshing, we need to continue to repent and turn to God with our hearts. Ask the Lord, what radical changes do you want me to make? as a result of this pandemic. And then take some time to write down, to confess your sins to God. Uh, maybe a sins of pride, maybe sins of the flesh, and other sins that the Holy Spirit will bring to your mind. Uh, maybe from the present or even from the past. And then declare 1 John 1, 9 over these sins and uh, cross them out because 1 John 1 9 says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness so this is just as important that we trust in the Lord's promises that he if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness this is just as important as as confessing our sins is to believe what God will do when we confess our sins to, to the Lord. Amen. 
All right, so the third point is what do we experience in times of repression? One is revival. We will experience revival in times of refreshing. Revive, the word revive means to bring something from death to life. Revival is to be awakened from our spiritual deadness to be spiritually alive. It's when people who are spiritually dead are made spiritually alive. During this time, God used even a retired American wrestler to call people to repentance. Hulk Hogan posted this on his Facebook page. He said, in three short months, this was in April when he posted it, just like he did with the plagues of Egypt, God has taken away everything we worship. God said, you want to worship athlete? I will shut down the stadium. You want to worship musicians? I will shut down civic centers. You want to worship actors? I will shut down theaters. You want to worship money? I will shut down the economy and collapse the stock market. You don't want to go to church and worship me? I will make it where you can't go to church. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Maybe we don't need a vaccine. Maybe we need to take this time of isolation from the distractions of the world and have a personal revival where we focus on the only thing in the world that really matters, Jesus. So I will search on the internet to see if he was reposting this from someone else and I could not find who else wrote this. However, as I was searching, I found some articles attacking his post. Post. He says, uh, one says, uh, Hulk Hogan has caused controversy by suggesting the world may not need a vaccination for coronavirus and claiming the pandemic is an act of God. Hulk Hogan's scary coronavirus uh, virus message to millions. Maybe we don't need a vaccine. So these postings were in early April. Maybe people's hearts were still hard and missed the point of what Hulk Hogan was saying, which is the most important thing that matters is whether our heart is right with Jesus Christ. And during that time, I also saw another post which says something like this. What is worse than dying from the coronavirus? Dying without Jesus Christ. And how true that is. Were you praying for a spiritual revival before the pandemic came? Maybe you were praying that God uh, would turn people's hearts back to him. But then look at us now. Look at us now. We may be wondering, if they won't even allow people to gather at church, how can we expect a revival? How can churches be filled with hundreds and thousands of people coming to Christ? Well, maybe I'm thinking that God just answer this question by forcing us to go online. So this is what I see with online, is that there's no parking space problem, right? There's no seating problem. We don't need a bigger building. If there's more people to accommodate more people, all we need is for people to be interested to come and see. And that is really the work of the Holy Spirit. And of course, we need to keep praying and, and keep inviting people, right? So, so let's, Keep praying. Let's keep inviting and 
and see how God will work even as we're forced to go online in our gatherings. Amen. In April, there's an article which says right now the church is producing more media than Hollywood. In the past, we may always be complaining that the media is so full of the bad content and, and how we, we need to uh, just really not, not uh, watch those things. However, this pandemic is waking up the church to see that we can be a major force in media content. Amen? The church has always used the media to spread the gospel. In the medieval period, when they didn't have internet, of course, the church used uh, the church used morality plays to teach Christian values to the masses through these morality plays, through these theaters. And roughly between, not only that, but roughly between 1898, 1898, the turn of the century, and 1914, the church actually produced more movies than Hollywood, according to church historians. So, Today, I'm praying that God will raise up a generation of workers to reach the world for Christ, not only through uh, the in-person, but also through online means, and that he will give you ideas, he will give you abilities, he will give you passion, the passion to carry out the Great Commission through the internet. Of course, we still need in-person ministries, and there's still a lot of ministries we can't do well in our virtual meetings. However, I'm hoping that some of you who are technically logically gifted or God will gift you, gift you technologically to be part of the pioneers who will solve these problems for the church to the glory of God. Amen. So the second thing is rest. We will experience rest in times of refreshing. In the Old Testament, there's an interesting verse about being refreshed. And that's in Exodus 31, 17. Here is in, here in this uh, verse, he says, it is a sign between me and the sons of Israel forever. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth. But on the seventh day, he ceased from labor and was refreshed. So God he, is saying here that he, re, is rest, he rested on the seventh day and was refreshed. And this is why he instituted the Sabbath. The Old Testament root word for refresh actually means to breathe. And this word is also related to the word for life and the word for soul. So this word for refresh means to take breath, to take breath. Wow, can you hear what God is saying to us? He wants us to take breath so that we can have life. Without breath, we don't have life. The coronavirus, again, let's go back to that, comes to steal our breath and to destroy our physical life just as sin comes to steal our spiritual life and destroy our soul. The coronavirus tricks our body to reproduce itself just as sin tricks our flesh to fall into more sin. The word rest means to cease, to stop. We know that our rest comes from the peace we have with God through Jesus Christ. Our spiritual rest comes from that, uh, the peace that we have. And uh, thinking about what we went through in this pandemic, 
let's think about what's God's purpose for giving us this forced sabbatical. This forced sabbatical. It's God saying to us, stop what you're doing. Give yourself a rest. Stop running from one activity to the next. You see, the purpose of the Sabbath is to get rest and be refreshed. Are you getting spiritually refreshed during this time? Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, the Lord of rest. And he came to give us rest, the real rest for our soul. So draw near to Jesus. Why don't we live in the rest of the Lord and not live in a life driven by the flesh, but a life led by the Holy Spirit? There's a term called FOMO, which stands for fear of missing out. Webster Dictionary defines it as a fear of not being included in something such as an interesting or enjoyable activity that others are experiencing. So now, what was your FOMO before sheltering place? Before everything was put to a, a stop? What was driving your busyness? Brothers and sisters, this is a time to reflect on your busyness whether it's from God or from FOMO. Pray and ask the Lord for times of refreshing so that you can experience his rest. Amen? So number three is restoration. We will experience restoration in times of refreshing. The period of restoration refers to a period when Jesus will come back to reign on earth. However, God's promise of restoration is connected with times of refreshing. Right now, we long to be restored to a condition before the coronavirus enter into the human world. We want to be restored to how things were like before the pandemic. Now, do you think God has something better waiting for us? Think how much more God wants to restore us to the condition before sin entered into the world. Actually, that's what the word restoration means. Restoring to the perfect state before the fall. You see, from the moment you trust in Christ, God is doing a work of restoration in your life to restore you to the glorious image of being his image bearer. And this work will not be complete until we meet the Lord face to face. So be patient with your transformation. Every day God is working you to transform you to become more like his son, Jesus Christ. God is restoring you from the effects of sins you have committed and also sins committed against you. I pray that God will restore the first love for him, our first love for him. I pray that God will restore our first love for the body of Christ, the church, for our brothers and sisters. I pray that God will restore the joy we had when we were first saved, the passion we had to serve God and to share the gospel. And I pray for God to restore the excitement we had to wake up every morning, to spend time with him and praising his name all day long. Amen? So during this Christmas season, brothers and sisters, let us continue to live in times of refreshing by repenting of our sins, and turning to God with all hearts, giving him full control of our lives and experiencing revival, rest, and restoration through the mighty power of the Holy Spirit working us. Amen?
And friends, do you want to experience and receive times of refreshing? I invite you to receive the salvation of Jesus Christ by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and receiving him as your savior, the reason for the Christmas season, who came down from heaven to earth, the son of God incarnate, to live a sinless life so he can die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Your life will never be the same after you have experienced and received times of refreshing. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we cry out to you for times of refreshing. We want to give our life fully to you. Whatever you want to do, we will do. Whatever changes you want to make, we will make. Only give us revival. Give us rest. Give us restoration in Jesus Christ. We pray that many people will repent and turn to you during this pandemic and after the pandemic, experience times of refreshing. Let us experience your revival. Let us experience your rest. Let us experience your restoration in every area of our life and in this world. And this is in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.